You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I wanted to start with, if you listened to yesterday's show with Josh Neighbors, and if you haven't heard that, you can go back. Um, I chatted with Josh about a number of things. But we did touch on the AP Top 25 poll that came out on Monday. If you missed that, though, just so you know, TCU not in the Top 25, but they're right there in the mix. If you actually, they're receiving votes. If you extended out the Top 25, I think they'd be sitting there about 28. So they're right on the edge there of being in the poll. Um, The Big 12 teams represented Oklahoma at two, Iowa State at number seven, and then um, Texas at 21, Bama, the number one team in the country going into the season. So a lot of the usual suspects. I mean, it's it's a preseason poll. Does it really matter that much? No. Um, I would have given ECU the benefit of the doubt over Texas, I think Oklahoma State probably should have gotten the benefit of the doubt over Texas. But, you know, death taxes and Texas being in the top 25 in the preseason, it happens. Alabama's one, Oklahoma two, Clemson three, Ohio State four, Georgia number five, Texas A&M sitting there at six, uh, Iowa State at seven, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and North Carolina round out your top ten. Oregon at 11, Wisconsin at 12, 13, Florida, 14, Miami, 15, USC, 16 LSU, 17 Indiana, 18 Iowa, 19 Penn State, 20 Washington, 21 Texas, 22 Coastal Carolina, 23 Louisiana, 24 Utah, 25 Arizona State, and then right there receiving votes, Oklahoma State, Old Miss, and TCU. So TCU right there in the mix. I think, you know, they're playing against a couple teams in non-conference in SMU and Cal that if they win those games, and especially if they win those games convincingly, they should vault into the top 25 um, just because, you know, there's going to be a couple teams that are ranked that drop some early season games and sort of push teams down. So the opportunities will be there. Um, They're at least getting some love, getting some votes. But, hey, again, it doesn't really matter until you take the field um, and and all that stuff will get worked out quickly. If they want to get more respect – or if they think they deserve more respect than the University of Texas, which obviously they do, given their track record against UT as of late, then they'll go beat them again in Fort Worth. Um, and that's another early in the, early season game where you have a chance to make a statement. So that's your AP Top 25 poll. TCU just outside of it. They will have their opportunities to jump in. Another thing that I haven't talked about, but I saw it get some more play today, um, so Greg Swaim, who, I mean, I don't even really want to waste a lot of time amplifying this because I don't think Greg does a, a good job at reporting, um, but he considers himself a college football insider. I would disagree with that. He put out a series of tweets essentially saying, hey, I can't tell you who told me this, but the SEC is not done. Uh, they want to expand to 20 teams, and he listed off an, a number of teams that could be involved in that potential type of expansion. And one of the teams he listed was TCU, or one of the programs he listed was TCU. 
Uh, I don't think that really has any weight. Again, I don't trust what Greg Swain says. And this is my unpopular opinion, and it doesn't really matter because it's not going to happen. <laughs> so that, that's that's first out the gate. I, I don't even think you should consider this as a possibility. Does the SEC want to move to 20 teams? Possibly. I don't know who that would be. I think there would be some other programs, potentially in the ACC Pac-12, that they would go after. I, I can't just see them poaching off some of the remaining Big 12 members. But also, and if you disagree with me, that's fine. You can tweet at me at LockedOnTCU, at SimcockSteven. I don't really know if I'd want to be in the SEC, to, just to be perfectly honest. And I don't want to doubt TCU football. However, I think the last few years this has been a team that has had trouble winning consistently in the Big 12. And then you make this jump to SEC play where you would, I assume, be playing, you know, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, teams in the West, given where you are geographically. Now, if they had some other Big 12 teams, obviously there'd be some familiar uh, opponents there as well. But... I used to be someone who really thought the whole idea that the SEC was head and shoulders better than everyone else was uh, sort of a lazy narrative. But I've kind of come around. I mean, are there 14 teams in that league that are national championship contenders? No. But especially if you're playing in that West Division, you know Alabama's going to be great. You know LSU's most likely going to be good. A&M is trying to make some headway. And then, <clears throat> I mean, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, not great teams, but tough teams. And there's just, there's not really any just market down wins in that league, except for, I guess, Vandy. Um, but... You don't know how often you'd play them, especially if you had a 20-team league. So, again, not even really sure why I spent three or four minutes on it, but there you go. Greg Swain mentioned this as a possibility. I don't really put any credence in it, but it's out there in the world. So, I don't believe it's going to happen. I think there's a 0% chance. If you see that floating around, I would just automatically dismiss it. I still think TCU's best chance to land somewhere is either in some sort of souped up Big 12 or maybe in the Pac-12. Even though I feel less confident about that today than I did a couple weeks ago. Because, one, I'm just not sure the Pac-12 is going to expand. And two, if they do, you know, the latest we've heard is maybe they're talking about forming some sort of alliance with the other three major conferences. We'll come back and... Uh, Close things up. Before we do that, though, I did want to tell you about Built Bar. I don't know if you saw this last week, but Built Bar, uh, they got in the name, image, and likeness game. Their, their company is based in Utah. And, of course, BYU is based in Utah. And Built Bar decided to come up with a deal where they paid for all the walk-ons on the BYU football team. They paid for their scholarship. It was a really amazing thing. It was a really generous thing. They did a cool video that BYU put out there, BYU football put out there. It was about a week ago now. 
And that's the type of company Built Bar is. And it, it's great because not only are they generous and not only do they treat people well, but they also just make a great product. A delicious protein bar that you can have on the go. Comes in a lot of different flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Locked on Horn Frog segments, you coming your way. Okay, I wanted to kind of bounce around here and hit some different uh, news and notes from around CCU Athletics. So first off, um, RJ Nimhart, he did not get drafted, but he signed a free agent deal with the Miami Heat. And his summer league stats, summer league's going on right now, actually ended tonight. Sacramento beat Boston and won the summer league title. But RJ played in four games for the Heat. He averaged about 15 minutes a game, scored seven points per game, didn't shoot particularly well, shot okay um, from the field, 48%, but only 28% from three. Um, I mean, listen, like RJ's a guy that can fill it up. I think he equipped himself pretty well. I feel like he did about as good as he could over that span of games. I haven't heard any buzz that he'll somehow make the roster. Maybe he'll be somebody that'll get a G League invite. I, I find it hard for him to uh, – I find it hard to see him getting somewhere and being a fit somewhere if he doesn't improve um, that outside shooting. I mean, he can get to the rim. He can shoot 15-footers. But in the NBA, especially in 2021, um, you have to be able to shoot the three. And I, I don't really see the combination of outside shot and playing good defense that would sort of vault RJ into a place – where he could make a roster, but just wanted to uh, pass that along. You know, played in four games, played about 15 minutes per game, um, s- scored seven points. He scored 15 in the summer league opener, and it looked like, okay, maybe he'll make a big impression here, and then slowly just sort of tapered off over the last few games. Uh, but good for him for getting an opportunity. Hopefully he'll get a G League invite or maybe, you know, even get an invite to training camp. Heat's a, a great organization. I mean, just an amazing culture there. They find a way to get the best out of people. So if he can impress Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley and um, stick around in some capacity, then I, I feel like that's a big win because even if it doesn't work out in Miami, maybe he can take some things he learns there uh, and get a chance elsewhere. But he had some run there in, in summer league and, and made some things happen, uh, put up some numbers over those four games. Okay, so TCU soccer, their season starts soon. They have a big season opener against Texas A&M. On August 22nd, so just about, I mean, we're under a week away. We're five days away from uh, the Frogs hitting the field again. Team coming off an incredible year and and really not much of a break because they played essentially all year long. Played last fall and won a Big 12 championship, won a a winner-take-all game against West Virginia to hoist that trophy, and then came back in the spring, played a few exhibition games, went in the NCAA tournament, and made it to the Elite Eight before eventually falling um, just short of making the Final Four. This would be a, a really good year to sort of see. Eric Bell has done a fantastic job building this thing, but you lose Emily Alvarado, you lose Yasmin Ryan. Uh, you still have some great players coming back, but how do you respond when you lose some firepower? And just, I mean, Emily kept them in every game. Honestly, that Elite Eight game, uh, they were – dominated for a lot of it but she made some saves she made some plays and kept them in the georgetown game similar situation they're able to finally force ot and then uh you know she makes some 
incredible saves during penalty kicks that gives them a chance to uh, to get things done and make things happen. So their season will start soon. Um, their non-conference schedule this year, Texas A&M, uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, Colorado, Pepperdine, and then you get in the conference slate. Um, also Pittsburgh, Alabama, and Ohio State. So really tough non-conference schedule for TCU soccer, challenging themselves before they get into the teeth of Big 12 play. Um, and they're picked to finish second in the league. So we'll see how they do trying to build off an incredible season last year. And fall camp continues to roll along. So we'll have plenty of coverage of that as, um, you know, we barrel towards September 4th. Gary hasn't had media availability in a while. When he does, I'll pass that along to you. But, you know, they're uh, they're doing it. They're getting practice done. They're trying to uh, move towards the season. So that Duquesne game coming up fast, and I know everybody's excited to uh, get back on the Carter at 100% capacity again and see these games in person. Now, before we go, I did want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's run by Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. And as football season approaches, BetOnline.ag is a great resource to have. It gives you all the latest lines um, in the NFL and college football and also Major League Baseball. That season is still rolling. You can get in some prop bets there as well. BetOnline.ag, start making some money today. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in uh, on a Wednesday edition of the show. I'm Stephen Simcox. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.